Welcome to Kingdom Insight with Dr. Kazumba Charles. This program is designed to help you discover treasures and truth from God's Word and also give you deeper insights and understanding of the character and nature of God. Here's your host, Dr. Kazumba Charles. God bless you. Thank you for joining me. This is uh, Dr. Kazumba Charles. I just want to quickly pray with you and uh, pray for you as you join me today on this uh, program. I have a very powerful topic I'll be sharing with you, but I just want to quickly pray uh, with you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we declare your praises over this broadcast today. I declare over every viewers that have tuned in today that Holy Spirit, whatever they may be, believing you for and whatever they may be going going through father we declare today victory in the name of jesus we speak healing we speak transformation and we declare your praises to go in each and every homes and each and every vehicle that is listening by the way of radio we thank you spirit of the living god that today's broadcast is going to be a broadcast that is going to empower your people in jesus name we pray amen I'm so excited today to bring you the Word of God. Uh, I'm excited to bring you this Word today, and I believe the Lord is going to speak to you today and is going to bring uh, whatever deliverance you need, whatever breakthrough you need uh, through the power of the Word of God. My topic today that we're going to look at is uh, God is uh, for you. God is uh, for you. It's um difficult sometimes to understand that God is for us, especially if we are not living right with God. And especially if uh, we're struggling to do what God desires us to do. Or you may be in a different uh, you know, journey of life uh, where you feel God is not for you. God is indeed for you. God is with you. God wants to be with you. The reason why God brings, you know, uh, the attention or your conscious to our sins or conscious to the things that we're doing wrong is not because God is mad about what we're doing. It's because He is for us. He knows what is best for us. He knows what is greater for our lives and he want to make sure that uh, even as we live uh, in his presence he is able to guide us to the fruitfulness of his kingdom i want to begin uh, today's teaching in uh, judges chapter 6 verse uh, 12 i want us to go to judges chapter 6 verse uh, uh, 12 there and we begin to read uh, uh, it says uh, the angel of the lord appeared to him and said to him him, the Lord is with you, almighty man of valor. Almighty man of valor. Now, I know for the most part, we run with uh, almighty man of valor. We forget the words that comes before almighty man of valor. And I want to bring to your attention the words that comes before almighty man of valor. And that word is, uh, the Lord is with you. Now, to understand this uh, passage here and to understand what is going on here, 
appear as the angel is appear, appear, appealing to, you know, appear, appears to uh, Gideon, we got to understand first, uh, you know, to look at uh, the background of what is going on here. Because uh, we may just run with the uh, almighty man of valor, or the Lord is with you, without understanding what is going on and what is the background. So let me quickly please uh, bear with me. I want to do a teaching today instead of uh, preaching to you. Bear with me here. I want us to look at uh, the overview or the background of, uh, of, of Judges chapter 6 verse 12. What is going on? Why is the angel of the Lord appealing to Gideon and telling Gideon that the Lord is with you, almighty man of valor? So let's look at this. We begin in chapter 2. In chapter 2 of the book of Judges, we see that the Israelites under the leadership of Joshua did their best to serve God. But after the death of Joshua, the new generation that came up did, did what was evil in the sight of God. They worshipped Baal. Because of this, Israel was always uh, defeated by their enemies because of worshipping idols, because of worshipping, you know, uh, a foreign god. The enemy always had victory over Israel. God raised up the judges who who served the, the Israelites from the hands of their enemies, yet they did not listen to their judges. Let's go to Judges chapter 6, verse 16 to 17 real quick here. Uh, actually, we can begin from uh, verse uh, 13. Let's begin there. It says, uh, They abandoned the Lord to serve uh, Baal and the images of uh, Astoth. This made the Lord burn with anger against Israel, so he handed them over to riders who stole their possessions. He tamed them over to their enemies all around, and they were no longer able to resist their enemies. Here is one thing, first of all, we need to point out here. The Lord burning with hunger here is not burning because uh, he so, so mad these people are uh, in sin or these people have abandoned their, you know, relationship with God. God was mad here as a father would be mad to see his own child going a wrong path. So God was so upset, burning with anger for Israel because he was for them. He wasn't there to destroy them. He wasn't there to just uh, dismantle them. His anger and his, uh, his, his anger towards them was as a result of uh, his love for them. Let's continue reading in 15. It says, uh, every time Israel went out to battle, the Lord fought against them, causing them to be defeated, just as he had owned them, the people were, uh, and the people were in great distress. Imagine right there, you are playing uh, for your soccer team or whatever sports you play and you're trying to get the attention of the team and the team isn't paying attention to you. The team has abandoned, they're not listening to, to you at all. Uh, and then uh, you score your own goal to make sure that they understand to wake up, we're going to lose this championship if we don't wake up. 
This is a scenario that is happening right here. God is so in love with the children of Israel such that as they abandon him, God is trying to take, you know, to, to, um, to get their attention, to, to realize they are falling away from him. So what he does here is that uh, he, when the enemy begins to fight with Israel, God actually is the one defeating Israel. And the Bible records that each and every time Israel went to battle, Israel was uh, defeated. Let's continue in 16. It says, uh, Then the Lord raised up judges to rescue the Israelites from their attackers. Yet Israel did not listen to the judges, but uh, prostituted themselves by worshipping other gods. How quickly they turned away from the path of their ancestors who had walked in obedience to the Lord's uh, commands. In chapter 6, we see that because of the Israelites' worship of idols, God, all, all, God allowed their enemies, the Midian, to oppress them for seven years. As a result of the Midian oppression, the people of Israel went into, the, went into hiding in the mountains and caves. Whenever they planted crops, the Midianites and the Amalekites and the people of the east would come up and destroy the produce of the land, which left Israel in greater poverty. Now look at this this year. Because the Israelites of that day had abandoned God, and abandoned the shelter of the presence of God, the protection of the presence of God. Anything, anytime the enemy attacked them, the enemy was uh, successful. And uh, in reality, this is what happens in our lives as well. If we are not living in within the presence of God, if we don't have God, if we abandon God, if we abandon God to follow the worldly system, what happens is that most of the times the enemy, when he attacks, he will succeed because we don't have the insurance or the coverage or the protection that comes by being in the shelter of the Almighty God. So the key here is to be in the shelter of the Almighty God. You may be there right now, everything that can go wrong goes wrong, everything that uh, should work out goes wrong. Sometimes it could be because uh, maybe we are not living in the presence of God. We are not living or abiding in the presence of the Almighty God. Here was the scenario with uh, Israel of that day. Each time they went to battle, each time they went and attacked their enemies, they lost because God was not, because they had abandoned God. Remember, God did not abandon them here. God is still pursuing them. And I, I want to point out to you that the absence of God in our lives leads to opened doors to the enemy's attack. The absence of God in our lives leads to many doors in our lives to be opened. And the enemy can take advantage of you. The enemy can continue to attack you. The enemy can continue to attack your life because uh, you are living as an open door without the presence of God. 
God, without the protection of God. So here what the children of Israel needed was to realize that they needed to get back to God. But look at this here. The people of Israel cried out to the Lord as usual, and the Lord heard their cry and sent them a prophet. The prophet said to the people, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, I brought you out of Egypt and out of the place of slavery. I delivered you from the power of Egypt and the power of all who oppressed you. I drove them out before you and gave you their land. I, see to, I, I said to you, I am Yahweh your God. Do not fear uh, the gods of the Amorites whose land you live in. But you did not obey. That is Judges chapter 6 verse 7 to 10. So we begin to see here first, God, as he sent his prophet to the children of Israel, he reminds them of what God has done. He reminds them of what God did for them. He wanted to get their attention. He was for them. God was not against them. He was for them. He was desiring them to come back to him. He was desiring them to realize they had no protection as long as the Lord was not, uh, as long as they were not in the Lord, as long as they were not in fellowship with God. So God was not against the Israelites of that day. He was for them. In Judges chapter, chapter 6 verse 11, as we come now to this, uh, uh, to this uh, chapter here, where the angel appears to Gideon as the children of Israel are hiding in mountains, hiding in caves, because the enemy has been tormenting them so much. Each time they planted their crops, the enemy would go in there, steal their crops, and plunder whatever was left, and Israel was left in poverty. Does that ring the bell? Each time you work so hard, each time you, 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 know, you, you work so hard in life, you try to do something and uh, it all just, is, just goes and washed, up, washed out in the drain or it's all broken or destroyed and you wonder why, why do everything I touch does not work out properly? Why does everything I try to do doesn't turn out well? Well, maybe we may have an answer for you tonight, today, as you listen to this program here. In Judges chapter 6, we come across the man by the name of Gideon. Uh, thrashing wheat in the wine vet or wine press in order to go and hide it from their enemies, the Midianites. So here is Gideon, uh, uh, Gideon as he's, uh, you know, thrashing wheat to try and gather as much as, as, he, as he can to go and hide it. The angel of the Lord appears to him. But before we even go into the depth here, let's look at uh, the name of Gideon because uh, the name Gideon will play a significant role as Gideon is going to be now appointed as the judge or called to be the judge to go and redeem the people. The name Gideon simply means uh, destroyer or mighty warrior or the, the, the one who cuts down. A fitting name for the man whose first task for the, for the children of Israel uh, 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 or in the Lord's service would be to cut down Baal's altar. Now think about this here. 
and to deliver Israel from the hands of their enemies. The key, the, key, the key job that Gideon was going to have was not only to go and deliver the children of Israel, it was actually to go and cut down the worship of Baal, the altars that they were worshiping, because as long as those altars or, or those altar was in their lives, as long as those foreign gods was in their lives, the children of Israel were going to live in defeat. There are certain things in our lives that we hold on to that leads to us to live in constant defeat, in constant, you know, a defeat at all time. Because those things or those shrines or whatever you may call them, they project the power of wickedness or the power of the enemy. So the enemy can access your life through those powers. In Judges chapter 6 and 12, we see the call of, of uh, Gideon. The Lord's angel appeared to Gideon and he said, The Lord is with you, might man of valor or warrior. I want to pause right there because uh, we can't just rush to the almighty man of valor, forget the very first statement. The reason Gideon is going to be a might man of valor is because the Lord is with him. The Lord is with you, almighty man of valor. Because uh, Gideon here, he doesn't even understand he's a mighty man of valor. Remember, he is hiding in the caves. Remember, Gideon is in terror and in fear of the Midianites, their enemies that was tormenting them. So Gideon does not feel a, a whole might man of valor. If he was a might man of valor, he could have already gone and defeated their enemies. So what makes now or what's going to turn Gideon into a, a mighty man of valor is because the Lord is with him. When God is with you, you turn from ordinary to extraordinary. You, you do things from ordinary to extraordinary. Such is the power of God. When the presence of God is over your life, even the enemy cannot come closer to your camp. The enemy will run for his life. The enemy comes back when we are not in the shelter of the almighty God or the shelter of the presence of God. So here Gideon is going to be turned into a mighty man of valor because God is with him. In verse 13, Gideon responds to the angel saying, if the Lord is with me, that was the key in that portion or in this account. That was the key. And then Gideon says, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened? Well, the Lord was not with them at that time when the enemy was defeating them. Is that correct? Absolutely not. God was there because the Bible records that uh, God actually, whenever the Israelites went into battle, God actually was helping the enemies defeat Israel. So God was always there, but he was trying to get their attention. They had departed from the fellowship and the relationship they had, the covenant they had with God. Each time we depart from the covenant or our covenant of living in the presence of God or living according to the salvation that we've, we've received, the enemy takes advantage over our lives. 
and uh, here uh, uh, Gideon begins to complain. He says, uh, where are all his wonders that our forefathers told us about? He brought us out of Egypt, but now he has abandoned us and handed us over to the Midianites. Well, God did not abandon them. They abandoned God. Gideon is forgotten here. It is them that have abandoned God, but God is still pursuing them. That's why God is sending his angel to Gideon to go now and appoint him or to go and raise him up as the judge who is going to deliver the children of Israel. Gideon, like many other Israelites, felt that the Lord should do something about their situation, about their situation and deliver them. But what Gideon didn't know was that God was actually depending on him or depending on them to do what? To do something, to rise up, come back into the covenant of their covenant with God and go and defeat their enemies. Because when you get back into the covenant, when you get back into the fellowship or relationship with God, the Lord is with you. The power of God is with you. The anointing of God is with you the grace of God is with you and uh, the faithfulness of God goes before you thus the enemy cannot withstand a person empowered by the power of God so they needed to go back to God so Gideon was not you know the the, the point I want to emphasize as well here is uh, God was not against them. He was for them. He was with them. He wanted to be with them. He wanted to give them victory. Now look in verse 14. The Lord turned to Gideon and said, Go in the strength you have and deliver Israel from the power of the Midianites." Now, before we read the other portion there, we begin to understand Gideon didn't even have the power. He is hiding in the caves. Where did the power come from all of a sudden? The power is coming now all of a sudden from the Lord is with you. Because when God is with you, you your strength is, is all of a sudden rises up. All of a sudden rises up to the levels that you've never felt before. So here the Lord, the Lord said, the Lord turned to Gideon and said, Go in the strength you have and deliver Israel from the power of the Midianites. And now look at this, 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 this sentence that follows. It says, Am I not sending you? Am I not sending you? That word there can simply mean, am I not with you? Am I not going with you? Am I not with you? Am I not sending you? You remember Moses when uh, 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 he was about, he was appointed by God to go and uh, deliver the children of Israel? The first question he asked God was, uh, if the people ask me, who has sent me? What am I going to tell them? God told him to say, go tell them, I am, I sent me. That word, I am, is, it comes from a Hebrew, Hebrew word that is, uh, which simply means, I will be who I will be to them. I will be their strength. I will be their victory. I will be the fighter for them. I will be their protection. I will be their provider. I will be their sustenance. I will be what I will be daylight, daylight in the night, 
all 80 day I am going to go before them so here God says I am not am I am I not sending you meaning am I not going with you so if God is for you and with you you need not to worry about a thing if God is with you and for you, you need not to worry about nothing. The key for us is to understand we need God. We don't need religion. Religion, religion can kill you. Religion can crush you. Religion is based on performance. While living for God is based on relationship and fellowship. God is for you. No matter what you're going through today. No matter what you are struggling with today. No matter where you are at today God is with you and he want to make things better for you so that you can experience the purposes he created you for so here Gideon now because he doesn't understand the concept Gideon wants to make it about himself Gideon think he is the one who is going to be fighting he forgets that God has told him I am with you look what Gideon starts saying in Judges chapter 6 verse 15 Gideon says who am I Gideon God is not asking you who you are because God has already known who you are you are hiding in the caves you got no strength all you need to know, Gideon, is that uh, I am sending you. Gideon says this again. He says, my family is the weakest in Manasseh. Gideon, God knows who you are. He knows the, 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 the extent of your family, but he's not asking you to go with your family. He's asking you to go with the family of the angels of the kingdom of God. So am I not sending you? Am I not with you? Gideon again, number three, he gives another excuse. I am the youngest in my father's house. Gideon, we know we did not call your elder brother. We did not call your, your other brothers. We're calling you, meaning you going to rise up, not within your power or your accolades. You're going to rise up within the power of the living God who is going with you. But the Lord said to him, I, look how God makes it personal. He says, I will be with you. If God is with you, there is nothing that you need to fear. There is no demon. There is no power. There is no spirit of darkness that can defeat you. So the Lord says, I will be with you. You will strike Maiden down as if it were one man. The key words here is, I will be with you. The Lord is with you. Thus, the Lord I am is with you. When the Lord is with you, the enemy has no power. The enemy, first of all, look at this. He may try to tell you right now that uh, you don't qualify or fit into the category of a might man or a might woman of valor. But you got to understand your might man or your mighty valor spirit does not come from your education background. It does not come from your age. It does not come from how long you've been a Christian. It does not come from uh, what tribe you come from. Or it doesn't come from none of that. It comes from I am with you. The Lord is with you. That's why you are a mighty man of valor. So when you have the word of God in you and God is with you, you become a mighty man and a mighty woman of valor. The angel was speaking the word to Gideon to tell him you are a mighty man of valor because the Lord is with you.
The key word is don't abandon God and don't live life without God. Gideon did not look like he had anything in him or with him to make him a mighty man of valor. The word valor simply means the great courage in the face of danger. Gideon did not feel like that. What we need is that the foundation of the word of God, because the word of God in us, or the word of God spoken to us, is what makes us be might men of valor, because we understand the power and the extent of the power of the word of God. So Gideon did not understand until the angel visited him and told him, you are a might man of valor. You are a mighty man of valor. So I want you to understand that uh, you are a mighty man of valor. Why? Because the power of the word of God do not go back. The power of the word of God goes and accomplishes everything that God sets out. So you may be whatever you, wherever you may be in your life. Whatever isn't working out, I want you to understand something. Just like Gideon, he did not feel he was a mighty man of valor. He did not feel he could overcome. He did not feel like he could confront their enemies. But the Lord appeared to him and he said, I am with you. When God is with you, there is nothing that you can never do. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter which village you are from. As long as God is with you, you can overcome. You can... You can achieve anything for the kingdom of God. Listen, people of God, you can never have, uh, uh, understand uh, 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 the power of the presence of God if you're not living in with God. But there you say, I want to know this God. I want to experience this God. Or I want to recommit my life to God. I just want you to quickly pray with me. Say, dear Jesus, I surrender my life to you. Forgive my sins. Wash me pure as snow. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you. Join me another time on this program as I bring you part two of God when God is with you. Shalom, shalom. Thank you for watching Kingdom Insight. Dr. Kazumba Charles has written some powerful and insightful books that will help you discover treasures and truth of God's Word and also give you a deeper understanding of the unchanging character of God. For a love gift of $20, our office will send you one of the following books written by Dr. Kazumba Charles. The Parables of the Kingdom, Revisiting the Foundations, The Weapon of Forgiveness, or Discovering the Power of God in You. Please go to www.kazumbacharles.org to give your love gift. Your love gift will enable Dr. Kazumba Charles to continue to preach the good news of the kingdom. Thank you for your generosity.